Welcome to the Liberty Experts Podcast, where all your liberty questions are answered, discussed, and debated by experts. Now, here are your liberty experts, Tim Moen and David Birnbaum. Mothman, how's it going? David, it's going good. Long time no see, buddy. You're looking young, you're looking svelte. Uh, thank you. This is the longest hiatus the Liberty Experts has ever had. Yeah. Are where you, where were you anyways? Were you in uh, Florida this whole time or what? Not the whole time. I was in Florida for two weeks and then yeah. in quarantine for two weeks and then back. Yeah. So I've been back in Canada already for almost a month, but I'm going back to the States February 3rd. I'm, I'm not dealing with this bullshit in, in Ontario. Oh my goodness. Where are you going in the States now? Uh, Austin first. For a month. Oh, that's a good place. Yeah, home of Joe Rogan. Home of Joe Rogan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Everyone's moving to Austin. It's the place yeah. to be. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm giving it a tester. I'd like to move there, but I don't have any ability to uh, get a U.S. visa. Right. Right. I got to find a wife. Yeah. Get yourself an American wife. Get that uh, green card. Yeah. Do you have? Uh, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Any goals or? I'm actually, uh, I want to learn how to sing. Oh, nice. Yeah, I want to be a punk rock superstar. So I got to learn how to sing. That's my main goal. Right. So you're going to take vocal lessons? Yeah. So I had like an intake with a with a singing coach. Uh, so we'll see cool. how it goes. We'll test it out. I've no, I've never, I've literally never tried to sing before. So really? we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Interesting. I've, I follow a couple of, uh, voice coaches online just because just to listen to their um analysis or their what are they called reaction videos to songs they've never heard before so these are kind of like uh classical classically voice trained people who listen to like rock songs or classic hits that you and i know and and like their reaction to it and then they talk about the analysis and what the person's doing i find it really interesting and uh, i don't know i don't know it's one of my little uh, indulgences I have on YouTube is watching voice coaches react to singers for some reason. I don't know why, but yeah, that's cool. Maybe I'll have to try it out. Cause I, yeah, very much. I would need like, my mind needs to be super analytical about it. So if I could see someone analyzing that might uh, be better. Yeah. The one, the one I really find entertaining is uh, I think her name is Rebecca vocal athlete or something like that. Mm. And uh, she describes exactly what's going on, exactly what the singer's doing with their throat and with their breath and their different things like that. So I've, I've, uh, you know, been picking up. So, and the other one I follow is if you really want some instructional stuff is uh, Ken Tamplin, who teaches a lot of rock singers how to, how to sing without blowing their voice out and stuff like that. He's got a lot of cool tips. Yeah, you'll have the link. Send me the links. Yeah. Maybe, maybe um, we'll do a duet together because I put some of their tips to work on that piano behind me in private. Um, you know, not, okay, not well, fit for public consumption just yet. Yeah, but. I'm not, I'm not fit for public <laughs> consumption yet, but we can, we can start working on our Liberty Experts anthem and we can yeah. uh, change the world through our music. Sounds good, man. Uh, do you have any yeah. New Year's resolutions? Uh, not really. I try to stay away from resolutions because I feel like they're just something I start to fail at, the, like yeah. on day one kind of thing, and then feel bad on myself. So, but I, I did start a program uh, called Seventy Five Hard that a buddy of mine convinced to do, and it's basically a it's like a mental health or not a mental health, a mental discipline or mental toughness training program. Um, 
And what it entails is for 75 days, every day you do two 45-minute workouts and they have to be spaced out by at least three hours. So they can't be back-to-back. You can't do like a 90-minute block. Yeah. You have to do two separate workouts, 45 minutes. One of them has to be outdoors. Um, and then you have to drink a gallon of water a day. You have to read 10 pages of nonfiction a day. Um, and you have to take, uh, you have to follow a diet. It doesn't matter what diet, but you have to follow it to the letter. You can't have any cheats whatsoever. Like if, if you have one potato chip, you have to start all over again on day one. Yeah. Uh, you can't have one glass of alcohol, one sip of alcohol, start all over again on day one. And the, the final thing you have to do is take a progress pick every day. If you don't fail to do any one of those things, you start all over again on day one. So I'm five days in. And I have to start all over again on day one because last night I forgot to take a progress pick. I woke up going, oh, fuck, because right. I've just gone through five days of hell. And uh, now I have to start all over. But uh, yeah, that sounds pretty intense. What what made you specifically want to test your mental toughness? Well, it's it's more about like building up discipline. Like the, I listened to the guy's podcast and read his book a little bit listen to my buddy talk about it. And, you know, he, he was basically, he, he talks about it, not quite in terms that I would use, but he's like, there's your bitch voice and your boss voice. Right. And usually your bitch voice wins and you got to have your boss voice winning. Like every time you know, you should be doing something and you don't aren't doing it. That's because your bitch voice is running the show. And, um, and he says right now, you're probably your bitch voice voice is making all sorts of excuses as to why you don't need to do this program or shouldn't, or you're going to fail at it or whatever. And that's exactly why you do need to do this program. (laughs) And so, uh, you know, part of what I'm hoping to get out of it is just uh, more of a discipline of, you know, because one of the things I really struggle with is procrastination. Like I'll get on my phone or I'll do this or I'll I'll just find like I'd let that bitch voice take over and. I'm not getting things done that I know I need to. And I start to feel like shit and it starts a negative spiral. So I'm just going to go kind of uh, try this, you know, all in military style discipline of, uh, you know, doing it regardless how I feel. And, you know, he, and the reason he does it, he, he picked 75 days was, you know, most, he said, most mental programs you do are like they they say 21 days to change a habit right to break a habit or change a habit and he said we all know that's bullshit because we've all tried 21 days that's not enough time um so he said 75 days i picked that number because it's sounded hard it's hard (laughs) and that's why you're gonna do 75 days (laughs) like so uh you know it's it's not it's outside my normal comfort zone or wheelhouse but uh I'm going to do it. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, you know, I was a little bit demoralized this morning, actually this morning on the app, there's an app that comes with it and you make a check marks. And and it, 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 I woke up to this message saying, uh, did you bitch out or did you just forget to check a checkbox on the app? Uh, and I'm like, oh fuck! I can get away with this. I'm just a minor, like a little progress pick. I'll take it right now. Pop, pop it in there. And so, and then I'm like, no, I, I just fucking bitched out. I wouldn't feel good about myself because you, you're that little bitch voice is telling you it's just that one little thing. Just like yeah. it's no big deal. Like the hard part is the fucking workouts at five in the morning, and then you know trying to find time to sip all this water all day, and like all the other stuff. Like taking a pick. Come on, I can. How many liters is a gallon? Four liters. Okay. 
Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's doable. It's not, uh, I don't find it that hard to do. It's just that, yeah, you, you, you gotta plan it out. Like you have to, since, since you can't just do it reading, all at night. Since you're going to be reading 750 pages of nonfiction, may I recommend <laughs> some nice Ayn Rand? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Just generally, I can, I can recommend specific books if you'd like, but I'll, I'll throw some Ayn Rand in there. I, you know, I've read plenty of Rand in my time, yeah. but I like Rand. Um, so we wanted to, now that people know what we're up to, this is uh, hopefully, maybe they're still listening to this episode. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but you wanted to do a quick check-in of just, so it's been like six weeks um, Yeah. since we last chatted. Obviously, shit went down with the election. We had been talking about, you know, what might happen, and then they stormed the Capitol. I don't know if there's been much, if any, other news I mean, we're going further into lockdowns. There's, we could do an episode actually on this, uh, on what's going on in Quebec and now Ontario might actually yeah. have like curfews and shit. It's just absurd. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on that next. Yeah. I mean, there's like, so much yeah. to talk about. Let's, let's hit the highlights here. Let's just go over the list of things that have happened since we last saw each other. I'll we have, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, uh, both Ontario and Alberta have gone into full lockdown mode. Um, Businesses ruined, that sort of thing. We've had uh, a storming of the Capitol building. Um, We've had Trump and a bunch of conservatives kicked off of uh, social media. Uh, Ron Paul was kicked off uh, Facebook or, or had his accounts. He got a hit on his account. He can't post stuff or something like that and he has no idea why just for his message said continued uh violation of our community standards and he has no idea because he's never gotten a message before uh daniel smith here in alberta who was a fairly libertarian leaning leader of the wild rose party back in the day she had a radio show and she just announced her uh resignation from that platform and she was very kind in her thing saying look uh you know cancel culture is real and she doesn't feel comfortable talking about a lot and safe talking about the things that she's been talking about on her show over the years and so she's stepping away but i have it on good authority from uh, a friend of mine who's close to danielle that she's actually been deplatformed by the radio and you know there's details that he won't get into but he said this is not her just voluntarily stepping away this is essentially a deplatforming Mm. Um, you know, the parlor has been kicked off of Amazon is looking for a home. Um, you know, uh, what else is there? Oh, Bitcoin is, uh, over 45,000 Canadian or something like that. I haven't checked lately, but it's skyrocketing. It's off the chart. So lots and lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, you know, pick your poison, David, we have lots to catch up on. Well, yeah, I don't want to get into it this episode. I just want to, I want to, I'm wondering how many people they can comment and let me know who else has not been following this at all. (laughs) Like when I'm not talking to you, I'm like totally checked out. I did see, I know a couple of, I know one guy on Facebook who follows Bitcoin stuff. So like I I knew Bitcoin was doing really well. I obviously saw the capital stuff a little bit. Like I was not paying any attention to it really. So I summarized to you before, like my my understanding was, okay, yeah. um, A bunch of people stormed the capital and thus racism. That was the sort of main message I got um, because of the way it was handled. Um, The, 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 it's interesting because it basically seems like now that Trump has lost, people feel comfortable treating uh, him and others the way they always wanted to, right? Yeah. Like they weren't sure 
how they could fight the 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 right wing, so to speak, or or Trump's wing of the right wing. So it's interesting. But um, yeah, my my favorite is the sort of even within the objectivist community, there's like uh, one there's fighting about Trump and a bunch of stuff like that. But there's a particular fighting about like free speech and like can Twitter really kick these people off and like just a lack of understanding about what free speech means um, and right. what censorship is. Right. And like it's unfortunate for Parler, obviously, but I'm sure like there's going to be some business who wants their money, right? Like that's the whole point of having a free market is someone, obviously Amazon and the other major players are better situated, yeah. right? But this is just a great business opportunity for someone, but it'll be interesting to see how the media ecosystem continues to rift until I fix mm-hmm. it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <God laughs> which is still you. a few years away, but it's closer than it's ever been. Um yeah, so that's my quick takes. I do think we should do an episode on the like continued lockdowns and curfews and stuff. We can do that next. But I, uh, yeah, I wanted to riff off some quick episodes. We got to build back up our buffer audience. So, uh, yeah. well, w- w- you know, there's a few things I I would like to get into the, um, you know, I find this cancel culture and and Facebook uh, censoring or kicking people off their platform and you know very interesting. It, you're right. Parler has, I think, I read this morning they found a new server called Epic, the same one that hosts Gab, which is uh, kind of went through the same thing Parler did about three years ago when they they got booted off their server and were in jeopardy of being canceled. Um, so I, I think the free market does provide, and I, but I do think there are some points to be made. You know, like I, I made a post on. Facebook saying you can you can be pissed off at a company and march in the streets to boycott it at the same time you can um, you know fight for for um, uh, you know fight for their right to free association um, at the same time you can recognize that there's an oligarchical system that needs to be dismantled uh, that incentivizes poor uh, policies by these big tech corporations. And, um, you know, obviously from my perspective, intellectual property is a big part of that. It, it puts a moat around these guys that shouldn't be there and prohibits people from using their own property and their own means to, to set up competition. But there's a lot of other ones, but I, one of my, my hopes is to get Stefan Kinsella who wrote against intellectual monopoly. He's got a lot to say about this stuff and about section two thirty, which people constantly bring up. And, you know, he's a, he's a very solid, um, uh, libertarian, you know, from, he, he's a form, you know, he was an objectivist and kind of progressed through and is now, um, you know, has done a lot of intellectual work on this stuff. So I'd, I'd get like, like to hear his take on some of this stuff and what exactly it is about the state that needs to be dismantled that is creating this obviously troublesome ecosystem where people are being holed off into different bubbles. People are being uh, deplatformed and like what's incentivizing companies to do that. Uh, you know, Donald Trump has 85 million Twitter followers. Like if you're a social media platform, it would seem to me that you would want that kind of attention on your platform, that kind of clout on your platform that would grow your platform. Right. Um, so what are the pressures being placed on them that they, obviously they think it's better for business that yeah, they boot them. But, pressure, uh, at least not directly. Right. It's, it's the same pressure that the media, like the, the mainstream media has been under. It's the same group of angry millennials tweeting uh, 
about PC culture that's caught, it's just continuing to cause the rift further and further in my view, right? It started with the mainstream news and then, oh, but at least they had social media outlets. And then, oh no, now they can't, like, you know, people don't even want Joe Rogan on Spotify, right? So it's like yeah. the same, to me, it's the same thing, just getting more and more extreme, right? Um, and there's no one who's able or willing to just sort of bust through and be like, no, we're all going to be adults for once, right? Um, but it's, yeah, it, but it, it does, it does seem like, you know, I think, I think that's partially right, but I don't think that's the whole thing because look, you're, you're seeing a massive deplatforming. I mean, I, I listed Daniel Smith and all the, the, it's all happening right now at the, at the time when there's a shift in power in the U S right, I don't think it, that's coincidental. It's not coincidental. It's because they feel free Trump in their mind was right. now just like a four year abomination. And they can go back to pretending half of the country doesn't agree with him, right? right? That like it's them running back into their safe corner, right? They couldn't pretend because maybe he'd win again. And even though it was close-ish or whatever, and half the country still supports him, they feel safe in their moral high ground now. It was just people slipped. They tripped and voted for Trump. Now that he's out, now that the boogeyman is vanquished, yeah. they'll, they'll come to their senses, right? Like yeah, that's yeah. really, I think, the view. So it totally has to do with the fact that Trump lost, right? But it's yeah, I, I I I'm hesitant to say there's any sort of let's say conspiracy with the actual powers that be. I think it's just no, no. There's no conspiracy. Yeah. There's natural incentives, though. It's like right. if you see a new new regime coming in that's holding the balance of power, um, it's in your best interest to um, align with what they <laughs> they align with. Right. Right. And, and I suppose, yeah. So that could be that could be valid. And if they're if they're already talking about, you know, regulating them more and like, oh, if there's hate speech on the platform, okay, well, anything that even the far left would consider hate speech, we have to make sure is not right. on. And I so mean that, that's fair. Look, and, and it's a classic cronyist uh um move as well right i mean there's a reason why zuckerberg's in the senate and in congress speaking before them talking about how they need to have more laws around speech and, and regulating the internet um you know it's it's because it it creates um walls for him right and th this is like a classic cronious ploy it's like it's a dangerous environment out here that's why you need to create laws that ban things um that our competitors might do and um you know, but, you know, it just so happens that we're very good at doing what the law already complying with this law kind of thing. Right. So right. Uh, that's that. Now, oh, the other thing in the news that uh, is worth mentioning is all these politicians that went on tropical vacations uh, right. while their own regimes um, locked down. And I, I'm reminded of that because I'm, I'm I have the cup of one of them right now, Tani Yao. Nice. who is a uh, who is my buddy by the way he uh but he got busted in mexico um on on vacation uh and uh one one of the mps that the main or main mla was that got in trouble first was uh tracy allard from grand prairie and they they call her aloha allard now <laughs> they put up welcome home sign in front of her constituency office with lays, you know, Hawaiian lays and yeah. welcome back. Aloha Allard. We missed you. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's egregious here that we have these same people 
that are supporting these draconian lockdowns, telling us we shouldn't travel, we should stay home, we shouldn't go anywhere, our lives have to be ruined. They haven't lost a paycheck, they're still making scads of money, and they're telling us this stuff, and they're exercising freedoms that you know seem pretty hypocritical at the time. Now, I'm conflicted on this one about Tanny because Tanny is a good has always been good to me. He, you know, when I went through my first divorce, he was, uh, you know, basically ran an, uh, a divorce men's shelter with the fire department. And he gave me a place to crash for a few months while I got my feet under me. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's been kind to me that way. And I think he had some good success this past year. He, he is the MLA who spearheaded a private members bill that allowed, um, uh, blood, uh, blood plasma to be compensated, pl- blood plasma donors to be compensated here in Alberta. That's personal, near and dear to me because my uh, oldest son was was his life was saved by basically paid plasma when he was about three or four years old. He got um, Kawasaki syndrome, which is the syndrome that they're talking about with relation to COVID that kids are getting with um, multi systems inflammation that can cause myocarditis and cause serious problems and death. My son had that when he was about three and it was um, a plasma that saved his life and it paid plasma. So Tani Yao did some great things there in, in, in advancing freedom for Albertans um, at least a little bit in this past year. So I can't be too hard on him and, he, and he's yeah. been good to me, but uh, it's still, I find it kind of disgusting or like tone deaf or something, but. Yeah, it's definitely stupid for like, it's at least stupid to do yeah right but they also i think they know they're sick they know canadians right. are such freaking sheep that it doesn't matter because all i'm hearing i hear mostly demands for more regulation more lockdown oh yeah you might not be bad oh why don't we have stricter travel restrictions and things like that so like it, it's yeah people Oh, it's very frustrating. Well, but, no, it's but, it, what wait. it is, is it, it's not even so much that they, they think Canadians are sheep. It's just that, okay, Canadians want us to lock down. So we're going to lock down, even if I don't even believe in this bullshit, as demonstrated by my very actions, right? right? So they yeah. don't even believe this shit, but yeah. Um, all right, before we wrap up this, this general all over the place episode, I have two other things I want to add. One, back on the, the platform stuff, um, the funniest thing I've seen from the objectivist community is people saying that if, if Twitter was really principled, they would ban any person who is calling on Twitter for government regulation of Twitter. As soon as anyone's calling for force to be used against their own platform, they should just be automatically banned. I was like, right. I like that. That would be a good approach. Yeah. There you can't you go. use my platform to call for my own destruction. And two, because you mentioned Zuckerberg going to Congress, I'm going to share my screen and hopefully the recording captures it. I decided uh, when I saw I was watching a TV show and I decided when I saw this clip that this when I'm when I'm running my tech empire and I'm called to Congress, I'm going to dress in this way to show them what a clown show I think it is. So do you see this, Dennis Rodman? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Barbara Walters. So I'm going <laughs> to yes. be inspired by Dennis Rodman and look at it. <laughs> I love it. So this is how I'm planning to dress when uh, when I'm called to testify before Congress. And I'll just be very upfront that this is all bullshit. 
Thanks. Well, well, I'm I'm glad that you uh, you've got. First, folks. Yeah, I'm glad you've got a free market solution to this uh, this issue. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I I I go back and forth on the whole issue of deplatforming and stuff. On the one hand, you know, I, I think look, I Facebook and Twitter have given me an unprecedented audience and platform and ability that. I've never had. It's not like I free speech started when these platforms came online. These platforms gave me a huge megaphone um, that I didn't have to pay for, that I didn't have to do anything. So part of me feels like an entitled little bitch when I complain about them not wanting certain people on there. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I have to acknowledge that it is troubling that um, that there there is um it does seem to be a concerted effort to silence uh certain types of voices and wrong think and you know big tech having a, a right. such a close relationship with government is i think that well, the so root the, cause of that i think the relationship but, with government is definitely concerning but that's true anywhere anytime right yeah the i think this is um it just provides opportunities for competitors like parlor right because really what it comes down to is this is just a new iteration of the same issue, right? Yeah. It used to be that if you were in small town X and it was a liberal town, you only had liberal newspapers with liberal views. And if you're in small town Y, you had conservative newspapers with conservative views. And there were people controlling who could get onto your doorstep, right? Definitely. And so it's just, we've never seen it happen at such a large scale, but it's the same phenomenon that's always happened with media, yeah. right? Yeah, it reminds me of there's this great Louis C.K. clip, and I recommend audience that you check it out. He was on, uh, I think he was on David Letterman or one of these talk shows, but he he basically says, like, we've become such an entitled generation. He said, I was on a plane, an airplane, a metal tube that could fly me from Los Angeles to New York in a few hours. I no longer have to take a horse and buggy. I don't longer have to drive a vehicle. I can take this thing. And and just to show how entitled we are and how ungrateful we are, the airline had just installed a brand new Wi-Fi system and they they just announced it to people and then like you know 30 minutes into the flight they they announced that we can't get the wi-fi system working there seems to be some glitches with it and people started complaining like they they were entitled to this this was something new you're in a metal tube 30,000 feet above the the earth and you're complaining that you can't get wi-fi that's how quickly we become entitled to things we yeah. something we never even knew existed 30, 30 minutes, minutes ago, ago we're suddenly fully entitled to and writing yeah. letters of complaint and everything else right and so that's kind of what um the whole facebook and twitter thing reminds me of um if but, i'm being honest but yeah well me too because basically Two years ago or three years ago, they were talking about how we need to and they're still talking about breaking up big tech. But like, you know, it's been so long since we've had a new social media platform. Right. And a new major player. And now TikTok's like the biggest growing um, mm. social media platform. Parlor's growing and it's just going to yeah. keep growing. And like and so first it's like, oh, well, like, no, they, they're a monopoly. So we need to break them up. But now there's competitors and also right. now they're saying, oh, but we need to make sure you let everyone on your property. No, like let them do what they want and they'll fail or not. Like it's just we're at the beginning of a new era of tech still. Right. And people don't think have so. that forward looking perspective. So they think it's the same thing. Oh, this is just the resources. 
We only have these seven resources available of social media platforms. So we have to make sure they're divvied up fairly between liberals and conservatives. No, there's an infinite right. amount of resources. We can yeah. develop more platforms, but people don't view things that way, right? It's that scarcity mentality, even, yeah, with, even with the internet, which is literally like infinite. If anything could be infinite, it's the internet. Yeah. Did right? you say scarcity? Scarcity. Is it <laughs> scarcity? A scarcity. 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 What is he talking scarcity. about? Is there a city? Anyways. <laughs> All right. You're talking Anyways, about city summer. Hey, listen, uh, uh, look at, uh, I want our audience to comment below. There's a lot of stuff that's happened since David and I have gone. Comment below. Tell us what you'd like to hear us yeah. talk about more in depth on, and uh, we'll try to meet your needs. And of course, uh, if you really want us to talk about what you, you want, uh, you can show us the money. Go to thelibertyexperts.com, become a supporting listener, and, uh, you know, if you're a rainmaker, uh, you can get on the, the podcast and be a guest just like uh, Cedric Ramirez recently was. And we talked about secession and had a great conversation. So uh, maybe you have a great idea that, and you want to talk with us directly. There's a pathway for you to do that. Um, so thank you so much for supporting us and listening to us and hanging in there with us. And 2021 is going to be even more newsworthy, more uh more things to talk about, I think, uh, than 2020. And, uh, that's, it's hard to beat 2020, but I think we're off to a great start with 2021. So David always makes me optimistic. I don't know why uh, I came in black pilled. I'm leaving white pilled. Thanks, David. Good Perfect. to have you back, brother. Thanks, Tim.